It's like in the great stories, Mr. Frodo, the ones that really mattered. Full of darkness and danger they were, and sometimes you didn't want to know the end, because how could the end be happy? How could the world go back to the way it was when so much bad had happened? But in the end, it's only a passing thing, this shadow. Even darkness must pass. Aww. Little Sam Gamgee. Little sun, sun, sunshine Sam Gamgee. <laughs> that was a tongue twister. Yep. <laughs> Immediately regretted it. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Listeners. Welcome back. <laughs> this is the We Read Books podcast. We read books and then we talk about them and it's so fun. And you listen to it. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> I mean, if not, then no skin off our backs. Right. We're still doing it. <laughs> uh, that's Wit. And that's Mad. And we're your hosts through this journey. Mm-hmm. You can... Find us on Instagram and TikTok at We Read Books Pod, and you can email us at We Read Books Pod 23 and gmail.com. Yarp. With all of your book recommendations and anything else comments, questions. Um, that's it. Hopefully, mm-hmm. not criticism. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we'll have no Lord of the Rings slander, absolutely. Zero. 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 Unless it's against, like, a, a terrible character, then you can explain yeah. your dislike for them, which I'm sure anyone would agree with, but... Yeah. Um, but any, any hate for Lord of the Rings, we're not accepting. It shall not pass. <laughs> <laughs> not with us. Not with us. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, we uh, we're the we're lovers of the Lord of the Rings over here. If that hasn't been abundantly clear, movie and book. So, yeah, get uh, over it. Unmatched, unmatched. <laughs> but, so yeah, this week we're returning to Middle Earth to finish our coverage of the Two Towers. Yep. I don't know if it's been a minute or. A little bit of time, but this is part two of our Two Towers coverage. That's right. Um, if you are finding yourself here and you didn't listen to part one, you should go back and listen to part one. I guess technically the way that this is written, you could listen to them out of order you and could. be okay. You could. This is the only instance that I know of that this would not be confusing for you. That's right. That's right. So in part one, we went with Aragorn, Legolas, Gimli, Merry, Pippin, and Gandalf Mm -hmm. through their trials and tribulations. And now we are turning our attention to Frodo and Sam. Yeah. So totally, totally different area. Yep. Which Uh, actually the way that you know, fellowship ends, you probably are chomping at the bit to get to Frodo and Sam. That's true. At least in the beginning. But then, as I said in our previous episode, there's so much going on. You're Mm -hmm. probably fully immersed and yes, you're concerned about Frodo and Sam, but 
you get, you know, obviously we'll get there. But I also am coming from the standpoint of someone who watched the movies first. I can't imagine being a first time reader and ending with Frodo and Sam going off on their own and mm-hmm. then just sticking with the other six for a whole, whole half a book. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So that that could have that could have been very troublesome to some, but like I said, I I feel the story told was so good that eventually you, you kind of yeah put the others aside in your mind, right? And honestly, I'm trying to think of another book where something similar happens, where your characters are split up and you kind of don't know what's happening to one set while you're with the other. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, Throne of Glass, um, is it, it's, one of them is something Tower. Oh, yeah, the Tower of Dawn, yeah. Yes. That one is... Sort of. It's, it's sort of like that. It's, um, it's much milder because, especially if you don't give a, a rip about Kaol, you're like, mm-hmm. yeah, okay, I don't care what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> but it does cause you to pause... On the other group that you are more focused on. So yeah. in a way that exactly. is similar, but yeah, because it's not still, it's not a one-to-one comparison, but that's the right. only other instance that I can yeah. think of. Yeah. Because like even, you know, when, when Harry Potter and, and Deathly Hallows, Harry, Ron and Hermione are off on their own, you're with them. And so you don't know what's going on. In the general world. Right. But it almost doesn't matter because that's very periphery. Right. Well, and you have a good idea. Like, they're on the run. So, you know, the rest of the world is still on fire. Exactly. You know it's not good. Right. And you know that you're with who can most likely solve. Right. The dumpster trash that's happening. Yeah. You're where you need to be. (laughs) You're where you need to be. And you're not, like, in question, really. Yeah. So it's not it's very not the same at all, but um, but yeah, this the way he broke this out is very like, which honestly this could have, the way that this is written could have inspired SJM to write that part in Throne of Glass, like because I know people yeah. now do the tandem read and read Empire of Storms and Tower of Dawn together mm-hmm. because Empire of Storms. Lo- leaves off on a cliffhanger right and they don't people are just so impatient they can't get through tower of dawn right in order to see what happens and i'm just like come on that come on if you'd like the tandem read that's fine mm-hmm. i did not do it because i didn't even know about it when i read those me either i just read them in the order right. and again i i thought the the story in um what is it? Tower of Dawn. Tower of Dawn, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> My brain can't hold names of things sometimes. Um, yeah. I thought that the story of Tower of Dawn was good. I liked I was invested. Yeah. So I, although, again, the other group I was concerned, it mm-hmm. kind of fell to the back of my mind mm-hmm. while I was immersed in the Tower of Dawn. So. Yeah. I agree. I, I mean... If not, then it's not good writing and it's a bad story yeah. and shame on you for even doing that. <laughs> Agreed. Like, I mean, I am not a KL fan, even at after I've read the entire series and mm-hmm. he gets his arc or whatever. Right. St- I still don't love him as character. Wh- whatever. He He's a, he's a rigid man. You yeah. Know? Just... <laughs> what? Yeah. 
come on. But I loved all the other characters in that book. Yeah. I like Nazarin. I love Irene, Hussar, Sartak. All of the other characters in that book are amazing. Yeah, so I agree. It it didn't matter that I am not a K.L. fan. Yeah. Because everyone else is sick. Yeah. So. And in Lord of the Rings, you should be a fan of all your main characters, so. Yeah. Exactly. Shouldn't be a problem. Exactly. <laughs> All the main, yeah, I don't think there is a main character in Lord of the Rings that I don't enjoy. Yeah. I like them all. And even in the films, I love them all, but in the Mm -hmm. books, they're actually even more intelligent and grounded. They are. They're, especially the hobbits, like our core four, Mm -hmm. are, all four of them are much more aware and, um observant of what's going on around them. Yeah. Like we saw in part one with Pippin. Mm-hmm. He just made that one stupid moment, but that one yeah. stupid moment isn't his whole personality. Exactly. Exactly. And, and as we said, it was probably if slightly, if not heavily magically Magic. influenced. Exactly. So. Yeah. But yeah, like he's really the driving force as to why he and Mary escape the orcs anyway mm-hmm. so yeah and we'll see in this section sam and frodo are not as trusting as we're led to believe if you only see the films yeah and there's not as much and not to say infighting between frodo and sam but there's not a rift doesn't build right right exactly there's no rifting so just solid steady friendship yeah <laughs> Yeah, which is, which is nice. Yeah. So, yeah. And, you know, we'll reflect on our Frodo and Sam. I know. It's really hard. I'm, like, trying to keep my movie thoughts separate. But I know. it's just hard. It's so hard. Especially because they're so wonderful. Mm-hmm. And we both watched them yeah. so many times. Yeah. And the differences are fairly minimal. Yeah. Not to say not impactful, because there right. was a few that we've discussed, which we will try to save for a we watch movies. I know, but I keep thinking that, yeah. Which... But for the most part, especially this book, mm-hmm. I mean, compared to Fellowship, it's pretty one to one. It really is. There are only a few parts that are added for, I believe, dramatic yeah. flair in the films. But otherwise, which is understandable. Yeah, fine. But yeah, there. There was so much more in Fellowship that they just simply had to remove. Yeah. Which, again, I under... Like, Tom Bombadil and the whole thing. But, right. Uh, so that's understandable. But, yeah, this one is very um, close. Very mm-hmm. close. Mm-hmm. Especially book four in particular. Yes. Yes. Very close. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm in- I haven't read Return of the King in such a long time. So I'm really interested to see, like fresh it what the differences there are because i know of one scene in particular that they filmed that didn't go in the film yes and i know of that too but i on the other hand have never read return of the king so i'm very eager to see also what is different because um as we've discussed with two towers there's actually more in the book Mm -hmm. than there is in the film Mm -hmm. where the film ends the book continues on to a few things that you see in the beginning of the Return of the King film. Yes, yes, yes. So, 
the book actually covers more. Mm-hmm. And like even like the fellowship ends a little earlier in the book than the films do. Right. And this book kind of picks up what yeah. was left. Yeah, <laughs> so. so the two towers kinds of extends into what we having so much movie familiarity it extends on both ends. It does. Into each. I found that kind of interesting. That is really interesting, actually. I, w- I wonder what the run time is for if they did that in order to make the run time more even across the three films. Probably. Though, an odd thing that I just recently realized, um, my husband and I, we collect VHS tapes just because we're like little nostalgic nerds. And um, I've recently acquired the Lord of the Rings films on VHS. Uh, I had the first Lord of the Rings single tape um, already, uh, but I didn't have the others. I did recently acquire the extended edition of Fellowship of the Ring on VHS, and that's two because that's Yay. two VHS tapes. Um, but two towers, like the original. Fellowship is just one VHS tape, but Return of the King, not the extended version, is two videotapes, Hmm. which when I bought it, I was like, oh, this is the extended version. Cool. I have two extended versions now in my VHS tape collection. Huzzah to me. But then I was looking at them and I was like, wait, no, this is just the regular, regular theatrical release, Yeah, but it's on two tapes. So I do think that... That third one is even still longer, longer, hmm. which it does have five endings. So. <laughs> <laughs> Not five endings, but like as <laughs> yeah, at least the first time I saw it, it's like there. I remember distinctly there was at least three moments where you're like, oh, that's the end of the movie. Yeah. Oh, that's the end of the movie. Oh, yeah. Nope. Is this the end of the movie? <laughs> I yeah. So I think it is a bit longer. So it is interesting that. The book cut into it a little bit, and that movie was still two VHS tapes. Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> so I'm, I am curious on the run times, though, now. Ever since I saw that, I was like, oh, I thought they were all pretty equal, but me, I don't know. We, yeah, weird. Um, I recently actually watched Return of the King while I was doing laundry. This was, I mean, it's probably been a month and a half ago, probably, but... It's the only way I can get through putting away my laundry is... <laughs> Distract yourself with Lord of the Rings. Yeah. it's It's got to be something. Right. Like, sometimes when a new season of RuPaul's Drag Race is airing, I will, like, save two episodes so that I can put my laundry away. <laughs> <laughs> new season of Drag Race actually just came out on Friday, so... You're like, Which, this is my doing things to yeah, entertainment. Exactly. Must save for yeah. when I have things to do that I don't want to do. <laughs> It's like you're rewarding uh, yourself during the yes. task. I have to. That's a like, good plan. I have to coax myself <laughs> into it. <laughs> Come on. Nice. Like making the dogs go outside. Yeah. Come on. Right. All right. I'll give you a treat. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Laundry is the bane of my existence. I, I don't hate laundry. I, I used to love laundry when I was a kid, but now... 
my washer and dryer up on this like pedestal for reasons unknown. We thought it was because like the plumbing was under there or something. No, it's just up on a pedestal. Mm. But we also like don't want to rip it out. Yeah. But my washer is a top loader. Mm-hmm. I am a wee girl. <laughs> yeah. I am not. I'm not a tall woman. I'm not. I'm, I'm five four, but. Still, it's very difficult for me to reach into my washer. Mm-hmm. I have to have a step ladder to do it without <laughs> without hurting my arm reaching so far. So yeah. that is a bit frustrating. But otherwise, like, I find, like, hanging up my clothes kind of rewarding. But I will say I leave them hanging in the laundry room for quite some time. Or, like, my – because I hang up most of my stuff because I'm terrified it's going to get shrunk in the dryer. Mm. But my sleeping clothes and stuff I'll put in the dryer. And that will – Usually sit in a basket. Sometimes I'll fold it right away. Sometimes I won't. But it'll still sit in the basket for a little bit as well. So <laughs> I understand. <laughs> yeah. I I will. Sometimes I'll like do. I'll wash all of my laundry. I, don't, I hang up very few of my clothes. I guess I just figure if it shrinks and shrinks. I was going to say, I, I don't know that I know very many people that hang as much things as I do. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little anal, I guess, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I just, I'm just lazy to be honest when it comes to that. And so I just wash it and I pull it out of the dryer, let it sit in a basket and I just dress out of the basket <laughs> until I, run out of baskets to put dirty clothes in and then I'm like all right well I guess it's time to put clothes away because I have dirty clothes that need to go in that basket right (laughs) that's so funny (laughs) Uh, I will do almost any other household chore dishes clean the kitchen I don't care yeah laundry I hate it Dakota usually puts his away straight out of the dryer Mm -hmm. I just can't Caleb yeah Caleb will put his away straight away as well I just simply can't I cannot be bothered (laughs) (laughs) I have other things to do yeah if I would do laundry like every few days then maybe it wouldn't be so daunting but I just don't have time during the week to right. do it. And so I usually end up doing multiple loads every yeah. week. Yeah. I, if I had less clothes, I probably would do laundry more often as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I would be forced to. But right. I have probably too many clothes. I, yeah, so I can get away with not doing laundry for me too. some time. Me too. And I'm like crazy enough that I don't just do colors and whites and then like junk clothes (laughs) i do red and oranges together i do blues and greens together i do Mm -hmm. pinks and purples together (laughs) because i'm afraid of color bleeding as well Mm -hmm. because that's happened so it made me a little paranoid but i'm not saying i have so many clothes that i can you know i don't know maybe i do but (laughs) yeah that's those are the color combos that i do i (laughs) as you can tell i'm a little weird in particular about my laundry but I have, Whatever. I have zero particulars. I wash all of them together. As many as will fit in the washer. I just put them all in there and I'm like, Wait, I have so much what dog hair happens? in my house that <laughs> if, I, if I did that, it would probably still be on clothes yeah. when I took it out. <laughs> oh, yeah. I have so much dog hair on all of my clothes. But that's what the dryer is for. You just tumble yeah. it until it's 
finally come out. Yeah. I but have, since uh, I don't tumble my clothes. Right. That's true. They got to have room in the washer. I did yeah. learn that because I used to pack it pretty tall. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, okay, I need to leave some room for the water and the, for the soap. the water, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. But the dryer is usually where most of the dog hair gets pulled out. Because I do also have, like, a couple of wool balls that I put in there. I need to get some of those. And, a dry, like, pet hair-specific dryer sheets are, yes. like, larger and thicker. Yeah. So those do a pretty good job. They don't pull all the hair off, but... Nice. I mean, some of it. Yeah. So. Gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. Ugh. Maybe I should just do like people in New York do and just have my laundry done (laughs) and just go pick up a bag and it's all folded. Are Mm. there services like that around here? I think. Can you drop drop your clothes off at the laundromat? No, I think you would just take them to the dry cleaner. I think, I don't know. I don't know how they do it on the East coast. I only know of this from watching Jersey shore. (laughs) They would take all like bags of laundry to the laundry place and then they would go back and pick it up like the next day or however long later and it's just like folded and in a bag what? i don't know what this witchery is <laughs> but i need to know it's called famous people that have a <laughs> reality well, show money this is <laughs> like can pay for people to do their laundry this is like season one stuff though this is like before they were anyone. Wow. Yeah. I think a lot of East Coasters, especially living more closer to the city, just mm-hmm. don't have washers and dryers. I was going to say, wait, their apartments are like yeah. a thimble, so yeah. they probably don't have room for that. So, yeah. So they either... And you can't be lugging baskets of laundry just like yeah. down the street. So you either like go so, to the laundromat or yeah. if you are able, like take your clothes to have them washed. Yeah. So. Interesting. I don't know what I don't know how that I don't know the logistics, but I need to I need to find that out. <laughs> You're like I need to find a service. <laughs> Someone just come to my house and put my laundry away. There you go. I'd say put something on Craigslist, but Oof, that's, yikes, yikes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, you know who's not worried about laundry? Frodo and Sam. <laughs> that's right. They've got bigger fish to fry, and definitely not Gollum because. He's basically naked. I hope he's, I mean, I think he's rocking a little loincloth, loin cloth, but I don't know that it ever says for sure. I, I don't think it Actually. specifies, but <laughs> that's how we imagine it. Yes. <laughs> Yuck. Anywho. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're back with, we're with Frodo and Sam, finally. Mm-hmm. They're alive and wandering through barren mountains. They're called Emenmuir. 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 Um, they're trying to get to Mordor, basically. Yeah. And they're yeah. wandering through these mountains and they're just getting lost and having to double back. And they're like, oh my God. Right. Where are we? <laughs> yeah. We did not think this through. <laughs> um, but they eventually get themselves to a cliff where they can see Mordor. Mm-hmm. But they have no clear path down to it. Yeah. They're like, um, what do we do? Yeah. And then Sam's like, well, or one of them's like, if only we had rope. And then Sam's like, rope. Hey, 
I have a rope. I snagged some rope out of one of those elven boats. Yep. And they also are being followed by Gollum. Yes. He's, like, tracking them. And they know it. And they know it. Yeah. So they're also, like, kind of have that in the back of their mind. Right. So they keep going north and finally reach a spot where they think they can climb down. Mm-hmm. And they both end up falling at various points. <laughs> yeah. Sam, like, Frodo's just like, Sam's like, we need to be careful. Frodo's like, I've done this before. Like, he just, like, just goes for it. Yeah. And, you know, he has a little bit of mishap, but he's actually pretty brave about it. Yeah. So. Which actually does also kind of happen in the film. He, like, rushes down. <laughs> but I think... I can't remember because at first Sam was like, Well, I should probably go first because yeah. I'm likely to fall. And, right. But he also doesn't have as much experience, so he was kind of hesitating. So Frodo's like, I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So But then I think he kind of comes back up after he kind of assesses the situation. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a, a dicey way down. But they get it there. Is. They get there. They eventually have to use the rope to get all the way down, but yeah. they're they're down. Yeah, and, and then they're sad about it because they're like, oh, I don't want to leave the rope. One, for Gollum to follow. Right. For two, you know, it's such a nice rope. And then gave it a little tug and it came right down. Came right down. Frodo was like, oh, what kind of knot, man, did you use? Yeah. Sam's like, I think it's the rope. Yeah, because it's an elvish rope. It is. And obviously that's the answer. But at right. first Frodo was like, well, thank goodness we got down here safely. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, yeah, you're down. So, I mean, right. it held for what it needed to do. Right. But also, Sam knows his way around rope. Yeah. And knots and such. That's that's a thing that he prides himself on. Exactly. So, thank you, Elven Rope, for being fantastic. Exactly. And it didn't matter because Gollum can scale walls like a little spider anyway. Yeah. he. It's almost like he has grippies. <laughs> you know? Like he Spider-Man over here. In like, the cave. What radioactive something bit him? I don't yeah, know. Oh, well, the ring, I guess. The ring. <laughs> it's radioactive. <laughs> yeah. It's why he can see in the dark and apparently scale walls. Yeah. Like what? I said, I guess he's a little Spider-Man. He is. A creepy little Spider-Man. I'll have to come up with a, like a little jingle instead of Spider-Man. <laughs> It'll be like, <laughs> Gollum Man, Gollum Man. <laughs> anyway. Oh, Gollum. Speaking of which, he, uh, this is when Gollum catches up to them. Yep. One night they're just, you know, huddling down for the night, sheltering from the cold. Mm-hmm. They notice him. Yeah. Getting closer. Yeah. They're not, like, restfully sleeping. They're, you know, sleeping with one eye open. Yeah. At least. (laughs) Exactly. And lo and behold, Gollum attacks and Frodo pulls Sting. (sighs) Yeah. You've seen this before. Yep. And he puts it to Gollum's neck. Yep. And Gollum's like, all right, all right, all right. Uncle, uncle, I give, I give. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, don't kill me. So they tie his hands with the rope, and he tries to escape a couple times, but eventually... he whines and cries, then it burns, because, you know, elvish things are too pure and lovely, I guess, for his little grimy, monstery little tookus. Mm -hmm. So they eventually just have to trust that he's not going to run off. Yeah. They make him swear. On the precious. Yeah. 
and that and that he's going to lead them to basically he's going to lead them to Mordor. Yeah. Yeah. So he's vowed on the precious. So uh, they still don't trust him, but I think it gives them a little they believe they have an understanding. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They've come to an agreement for the time. Yes. So he's leading them. They go through the marsh that surrounds Mordor. He tells them to ignore the lights. Mm-hmm. Um, I know he has, like, certain names and phrases for things that yeah. you see where he gets it, but it is kind of, like, odd. Yeah. You know, like, rather than saying, like, you know, there's faces and eyes, you know, he says, don't follow the lights, a.k.a. the eyes, the white eyes mm-hmm. in the water. You know, right. it's like, oh, that's interesting. He's, yeah. like, very, weirdly, he's a lot of imagery. When he's describing or calling yes. things, things. So, yeah, he's interesting. And he's obviously, it's just how he's evolved over the weird uh, life he's lived, but he's oddly perceptive and knows like where everything is, what everything's called, mm-hmm. kind of its history. I feel like he's been skittering around these parts for a long time. Yeah. And he also has two minds to keep track of it all. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, he has this weird level of knowledge that makes him a valuable guide in this area, for sure. Too bad he's crazy and evil. (laughs) Yeah, even though he's not to be trusted. Right. So. Right. (laughs) But they make it through the marshes. They're hungry. All they have is the lambus bread from the elves. Which for them, it's like, it, at least it satiates them and mm-hmm. it does give them um, some of their energy back. Yeah. But man cannot live on Limbus bread alone. No, 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 Eventually, no. you're going to need some more susten- substance exactly. in your diet. <laughs> exactly. And Gollum is like, not eating it. No. Again, anything that's like elf made, mm-hmm. like, is... Yeah. It burns us, you know? He can't can't consume or touch anything elven made. And I don't know if it's because their magic is pure and he's corrupted or, yeah, Mm -hmm. what? It's got to be that, Got to be that, yeah. So they, you know, Sam is obviously suspicious of Gollum. He won't sleep until he's sure Gollum is asleep. And even then he's like... He's like only partially asleep. Yeah. So one morning they actually wake and find Gollum is gone. Yeah. The, unfortunately, Sam's like, yeah, Frodo, get some sleep. Uh, you know, I'll wake you up. And he falls Oops. asleep too. Oops. But luckily they didn't get their throats slit. So That's right. no harm, no foul. <laughs> uh, yeah. Gollum is gone, but he comes back. I guess thankfully. Thankfully, sure. <laughs> um, and eventually Sam and Frodo seem to come to the realization that at least for now they can... Trust him. Right. He's not going to run off and he's not going to kill them, you know. At, yeah, at this juncture. Yeah. So they, they go through the marshes and they're there for several days. Yeah. A, yeah. Like a lot, like a long time they're it, in the marshlands. It did seem like it was a bigger stretch of land. Mm-hmm. And they see a Nazgul fly overhead. Mm-hmm. And Gollum's like, um, the Nazgul see... Everything. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, 
Yeah, okay. I think... I can't remember if the book described that the Nazgul could see them or, like, could kind of see, like, Golem or something, but... Mm-hmm. I don't remember, but yeah. it, it kind of gave like an aerial view of like what you could see of the three of them. Yeah. I, I remember that. I don't know why. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they're all kind of like on guard at this point because yeah. they know that the Nazgul report to Sauron. Right. I mean, luckily they have their elven cloaks or whatever, mm-hmm. but like, yeah, in a marsh, like where are you going to hide? <laughs> exactly. There's, yeah, nothing. A tuft of grass. <laughs> yeah. Or get into that weird water with right. all those deads. No thank you. Nah. Exactly. So, on the fifth morning, they wake up and are very close to Mordor. They're, like, there. Right. We finally get... Because, basically, Frodo was like, take me to the gates. Because that's where I want to go. That's where I need to go. Yep. That's where I need to be. And the land dries up. It's barren. There's poison pits. That sounds horrible. Yeah. (laughs) Just poison pits. Yeah. (laughs) Like in Princess Bride, there's like the the lightning sand or whatever Mm -hmm. that you can just like sink into. I imagine it's like that only like, you know, poison is boiling death. (laughs) Yeah. It's just like weird bubbly. Yeah. Yeah. Gurgly pits. Mm Mm-hmm. Oof. Um, my autocorrect corrected Frodo to Freedy. <laughs> I just saw that. I was like, who's Freedy? Where's Freedy? Uh, of course. So one night Frodo actually wakes up and hears Gollum talking to himself. I get, is it Frodo or Sam that hears him? Well, I think in the film it's Sam. But in the book, it's Frodo. Okay. And maybe that's where I confused it, because I had the movie in my head, you know? So I was thinking it was Sam listening in, so. Yeah, I think... Well, at least this just informs his... Okay, I I know what's Mm -hmm. going on here. (laughs) Right, yeah. And so, and Gollum is talking to himself about being torn between getting the ring back and his vow to obey Frodo as the master of the ring. Mm -hmm. And so... We, we get that little insight. So there is a part of Gollum that's like, I made this promise. Right. And I need to keep it. Right. And the but, other side is like, no, that's ours. Right. But then the, the quote unquote good side is also like, well, we could still keep it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Then, you know, or at least agrees like, yeah, I guess that's kind of keeping it, but still getting what we want. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it's. Completely innocent versus completely evil. Right. It's sort of like they're they're both working to the same ends, yes. just in a different way. But yes, one part of him does kind of want to be good and belong, but it also it too wants the ring. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's he's fully consumed by yeah. it. There's no part of him that would let the ring yeah. go. Yeah. Essentially, yeah. so. Um. Whenever they... So, okay, so then now they get to the gates. Sam and Frodo, Frodo are like, thanks, bud, for leading us here. Now let's get down to the gates. Right. And Gollum's like, uh, nah. Because right. he sees another Nazgul mm-hmm. fly over. And he's like, mm, this is a bad omen. I'm thinking, pump the brakes. Let's not. And Frodo's like, listen, 
I have to. So. Back off. <laughs> here's the knife. <laughs> Let's move. And so he has no choice. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, and his motivations are not, oh, yeah, this is too dangerous. I mean, he'll say, this is too dangerous. You don't want to go that way. Right. But really, it's, no, 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 don't go there. Because, oh, you're going to destroy the ring. And mm-hmm. that, oh, no, let's go, let's go a different way, a longer way. Yeah. Uh, more, uh, more around where they, because they'll capture you right mm-hmm. at, straight up if you go through that door. But yeah, if you go this back way. The secret way. Right. Yeah. Because I think also, because Gollum doesn't want Sauron to have the ring. Mm-mm. But he doesn't want, he knows that Frodo is going to destroy the ring. Right. So. Or at least has an inkling. You yeah. Know, if he hasn't outright said it. Yeah. But I feel like he knows their plans at yeah. this point. But they're kind of like, well, why don't you tell us that before? He's like, hey, you said, this is where you wanted to go. You yeah. said to take you here, so this is where I brought you. Mm-hmm. I don't know all your plans. Right. <laughs> or have any of my own. Lies. Exactly. Um, so yeah, they're at the teeth of Mordor. Hmm. Oof. That doesn't sound menacing at all. Oof. That sounds not good. Yeah. And they're trying to figure out how to actually get in. Right. And Gollum's like, no, 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 no. Right. We can't. Right. Sam's like, well, why did we come then? Right. I was going to say, and then that's when Sam's like, then why did, why did you bring us here? It's like, yeah. Because that's what you said you wanted. Yeah. Which is a fair point. It is a fair point. Both sides. So Frodo's like, we have to get in there no matter what. Mm -hmm. And Gollum tells them about the secret entrance. Which rightfully so, Sam's a little like, oh, you know, because again, it's like, you could have told us when we said this is where we wanted to go. Yeah. yeah. What what kind of plan do you have for us on this secret path? But yeah, they kind of don't really have much of a, a choice. They really don't. <laughs> so, but I, I like that Frodo's like, uh, just so you know, you swore on the ring. Yeah. You wouldn't you wouldn't do me any harm. So yeah. just keep that right. In mind. Keep that in mind. Because the ring is treacherous and it'll mm-hmm. hold you to your word, you know, and it the ring itself has its own agenda. Agenda. Yeah. So exactly. it will manipulate you to your end to reach its own. Yeah. As well. So. Exactly. It, can, it can't be trusted. No. No one can be trusted. No one can be trusted. Except Sam. Except Sam. Yep. Frodo and Sam are trustworthy little folk. Everyone else, suspect. Yep. But yep, yep. then they follow the path around the back of the kingdom past a fortress that was once um, a seal, a sealed door called the Tower of the Moon. And uh, this this move is uh, pretty risky and guarded by orcs and the silent watchers. Mm. That sounds ominous. Yes. The so, silent watchers. They're just all these little stations of all these... Yeah. Evil folk just lurking about. Lurking around. (laughs) And this makes Sam and Frodo pretty suspicious, but... About the way that he's taking them. Yeah. But they're still kind of like, what else can we do? Right. 
we don't know anything about any of this. So they kind of just are almost like at his mercy at this point, which is very precarious. Yeah. It's a Gollum, the like power dynamic between them and Gollum is super, like super weird because on the one hand, he is serving them. Mm Mm-hmm. And bound by his vow on the ring. Mm-hmm. But also, they're dependent on him because he's the one who knows the land that they're in. Right. So, it's this very, like, back and forth kind of power balance. Right. It's like, he doesn't have to help them, necessarily. Right. But other than the promise he made. Yeah. And also, he wants the precious back. It, yes. And this is the only way to get it, is mm-hmm. to be close to them. Mm-hmm. So... He's got to play ball. Yeah. So the dynamic between these three is very interesting. Right. Because they need him close so that they know he's not a threat. Yeah. And they need him to take them around. Yeah. But they also have something he desperately wants. Exactly. And he would he'd be in danger if he had it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? So. Oh, yeah. It would probably more easily fall into the hands of Sauron if Gollum had it. Uh, oh, yeah. Most certainly. Yeah. I mean, he could probably evade capture easily. For a little while. For a little yeah. while. But he's been captured by the orcs before. Yeah. So, yeah. W- of course, they could do so again. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, they're on their way. They see more Nazgul. They're just seeing the Nazgul. Just left and right. right. This is why we can't have eagles flying us to Mount Doom. Exactly. In case you were wondering again, I think we've addressed it before, but I'll say it again. This right here, all these Nazgul that are in the sky, this is why. (laughs) Yeah. For everyone, why didn't eagles just fly them straight? Because, listen. And the Nazgul are not just like fumbling like bats in the sky. Like they are. They're fierce. Formidable. Yeah. And so are their writers. Exactly. And, you know, no man can kill them. Mm hmm. Think about that. So, So, uh, Gollum also senses that there are men in the area. I don't know how he senses this. Yeah, I know. But he does. Yeah. I get, I don't know. He has heightened senses, I suppose. I, I guess, yeah. From living in the dark so long. Right. And being so corrupted, I guess. Yeah, maybe. But these are, like, the southern men. That's, I mean, they have, like, long dark hair and a red flag. Mm-hmm. Were these the ones that had, like, kind of, like, jewelry and stuff going yeah, on? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. Um, no oliphants yet, though. No oliphants yet. <laughs> <laughs> so... But they keep, you know, they make their way. Yeah. They're sleeping in the day and traveling at night at Gollum's advice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because he doesn't like, what do they call it? What's he call it? The yellow face? Yes, the sun. He calls the sun the yellow face. Yep. He doesn't like the sun. It burns. It burns us. Yeah. (laughs) Everything burns his frail little body. Get some sunblock. Yeah. Eat a real meal. I'm sure you'll feel better. I know. You need to calm down, man. (laughs) Yeah, get it together. It seems very vulnerable. (laughs) Yep. But, I mean, you know, whatever. They're basically out of food at this point. Mm -hmm. And they're hungry. Yeah. And so Gollum actually hunts for them. Yeah, because they do have some 
Lembus bread left, but Sam's trying to kind of ration it. Yeah. To at least make it there. He's not really sure that they're going to have enough for the journey back. Mm-hmm. Plus, he's like, we got to eat something more yeah. than this. Right. <laughs> something different. Exactly. So he actually is kind of like, he asks Gollum, like, mm-hmm. hey, would you please? Yeah. And Gollum does. And he gets rabbits. Um, he eats his raw. Right. And Sam is like, I don't think so. Yeah, we can't be doing that because we're hobbits. We can't. Probably get sick. Yeah. So we need to, we need to cook him. So he makes a nice little stew. Yeah. And a golem's just beside himself. He's like, you're ruining them. He's like, listen, you ate your rabbit. You ate your coney the way that you want to eat it. But these are ours because mm-hmm. you caught them for us. Exactly. Wait, I'm going to eat it how I want. Yeah. So him and Frodo have themselves a hot little dinner. Nice. Even though Frodo's kind of like, it's not the greatest idea to be having a fire. Yeah. But what are you going to do? Right. Kind of just got to go with the flow. True. And then they hear voices. Yeah. I mean... You could say the fire drew them to them, but you could also say that they were already on their tail days before that because yeah, they were. They were. So. <laughs> exactly. And so the tall men appear and they have spears, and one of them introduces himself as Faramir, captain of Gondor. What? Sound familiar? <laughs> it should. It should. <laughs> uh, Sam and Frodo are like, we're hobbits. Um, we were with a group. We are no longer anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, in our group was Aragorn and Boromir. Yeah, we so, left from you Rivendell know, on an errand. Yeah. And remember, there was kind of like a big meeting. I don't know if you heard about it, but... That was us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Faramir is obviously startled at the mention of Boromir. Right. He's like, okay. Mm-hmm. So, there are others with him, one named Mablong and the other named Damrod. I mean, this is not really important after this, but those, those are their names. Those don't sound like people names. They don't. <laughs> they don't. But. Just saying. You know, and Gollum obviously disappears at this point. He's, yeah. He hightails it. Yeah. But is this when they kind of have the conversation about, like, you know. Talking about their journey and their their companions, and he's like, "Well, because uh, I found my brother in a boat dead. So you want to tell me how that happened?" Yeah, yeah. That's that's when this con- that conversation yeah. happens. He's like, "Uh, last I saw him, you know, he was fine." <laughs> yeah. Or am I skipping ahead a little bit? No, that's essentially when this happens. Okay. They have the conversation. Uh, Faramir and Frodo have that conversation. Um. I th- well, I think they fight the southern men. Oh, first. yes. Yes, they do. They yeah. kind of catch them and then, yeah, and then the southern men come about. Yeah. You're right. And what's interesting is they, this is when they see the Oliphants mm-hmm. and it's being ridden by people of Gondor and crushes the enemy. Oh, that, yeah, yeah. Instead Which of, I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. I was like, Instead of the other way around. (laughs) (laughs) But maybe in Return of the King, that's what happens. Yeah. They have the, the other side has them. Because in Return of the King, that's Legolas and Gimli fighting the Oliphants. Right. So maybe, 
that is then and now. Maybe both sides have them. Maybe. I don't remember. Or they get stolen from, you know, I don't know. It could, yeah, any of these. Because kind of possible. in the movie, like the men with the jewelry and the gold and the flags, they're the ones that, yeah, that are riding on the Oliphants. So. Yeah, because Fran- uh, Sam and Frodo see them coming in yeah. before Faramir catches them. Right. So, but yeah. Then here, yeah, the there's a whole different whole thing different, going on. Yeah. But, you know, what and then after the men of Gondor fight the southern men, then Faramir has a chance to talk to Frodo. Right. And he wants to know why they left Rivendell mm-hmm. and how they got separated. And he, Faramir knows that Boromir is dead, but Sam and Frodo don't. Right. And he he thinks that Sam and Frodo know that Boromir is dead and, like, had betrayed him mm-hmm. to his death. Yeah, because he kind of keeps asking Frodo about him, and mm-hmm. Frodo isn't like, yeah, we were best friends. Yeah. He was just like, yes, he was part of my company, and we traveled together. He's like, yeah, but you're not acting like you guys were uh, on good terms. It's right. Like, Don't twist my words. Yeah. But... Maybe he betrayed my trust a little. <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't know that he says that at first. It takes a little bit of coaxing, but. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, they're having that conversation. And eventually Faramir does tell them that Boromir was his brother. Mm-hmm. And um, asks if Boromir carried anything. And Frodo's like, yeah, the horn. And they continue in that conversation for a while until Faramir kind of is satisfied that Frodo and Sam actually, like, have no idea that Boromir was right. dead. But that they really did know him and the, travel yeah, with him. exactly. So he doesn't suspect them anymore. But um, he still wonders about, like, the logistics of how Boromir died. Because yeah. Boromir is, like, one of the Numenorians mm-hmm. and a very skilled warrior. Right. So pretty difficult to kill right so he's you know rightfully curious right and it's of course he's like yeah the one thing i really want to know from you you can't tell me yeah but also then he's like well dang if he's dead then what about our other friends that we were traveling with Mm -hmm. right thankfully faramir is kind of uh generous and is like well i mean boromir is put into a boat and kind of had a bit of a funeral, kind of, you know, was he was put in the boat and sent on. So mm-hmm. someone had to have done it. So at least part of your company's got to be alive. Right. And it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's so, a nice thought. <laughs> hopefully you're right. Yeah. And Faramir tells them that he's taking them to Minas Tirith, the city of Gondor. Let's go. Minas Tirith. <laughs> so they are on their way. Obviously, it's going to be a trek. So they yeah. have, like, a hideout that they're going to yeah. chill in. And they blindfold them yeah. on the way because yeah. they don't want them to know where they're... Oh, Dakota's home. <laughs> he told me I figure I figured that's what that was. It just... <laughs> it was a loud noise and it surprised me. <laughs> yeah. And it went... <laughs> yeah. Our, nothing in our house is quiet. Ours either. I, so. I need like about 10 cans of WD-40 probably to yeah. to fix that issue. <laughs> yeah. And this house is old, so it's like 
75 or something. So it's like pretty old. My house is as old as I am. It was built the year I was born. Oh, yeah. That's cute. I know. I kind of was like, that's nice. It was but I guess the older be. I get, so does my house. So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but it's all good. It's all good. She's still standing and so am I. That's right. That's all you can ask for. Right. <laughs> the house nor the man that lives within yeah. is quiet. That's right. He's also like. No shade. I just thought it was just really funny. He's he's also like getting sick now. Oh. So that's why he left early. He was like, yeah. Yeah. I'm not feeling this. Poor guy. Yeah. Well, and then last time he had like a sneeze or something. That was so loud. <laughs> he sneezes so loud. <laughs> it's so funny. He cracks me up. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so yeah, we're going to the hideout. Hobbits are blindfolded. They call this hideout the window of the sunset. Which sounds lovely. Sounds awesome. It's essentially a cave behind a waterfall. Which could be nice. Which I'm sure it's awesome. I and mean, maybe when the sunset, it like is, it, you know it shines through. Yeah, it could be a little romantic yeah. spot, but hey. unfortunately, that's not the vibe we're living in. Nah, no, nah, it isn't. <laughs> maybe in a different book, but yeah. not this one. <laughs> yeah, this is where Aragorn takes Eowyn, not Eowyn, Arwen. <laughs> Why are the <laughs> the names so similar? That always drove me crazy. I was like, that you know. I know that's going to happen. You know, the siblings, you give mm-hmm. them similar names. Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. But Arwen and Eowyn, like. Come on. You win. Win and win. You know, the wins. You the can't. wins. <laughs> you can't. Yes. So. Y- you're going to confuse the poor man. You're going to. You're confusing us all. You're setting him up to accidentally say the wrong name. And then he's going to get in real trouble. So much Listen, trouble. Listen, I just fought with her family. Side by side. It had nothing to do with her. Yeah. I swear. <laughs> I swear it. Yeah. But either way, after the war, mm-hmm. this is where Aragorn takes Arwen. Aw. I don't know that. I'm just saying. It could be. I was like, for real? But <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, would you like to write that side fiction, please? That, this, I this, guess fan fiction? Yep. We will begin this fan fiction post-haste. <laughs> Um, so yeah, they're in the window of the sunset, they get unblindfolded once they're in, and they're eating, having a chat, and Sam accidentally lets it slip that Boromir tried to take the ring from Frodo. Occasionally his emotions get the best of him sometimes. Not very often. Yes. But a little bit. Yeah. But it, this also does kind of... Uh, answer Faramir's question. Right. He's, cause he was, even after the conversation with Frodo, he's still like, ah, but something had to have happened. Something. He's still pushing them for answers that they can't necessarily give. Right. But when he hears that Boromir tried to take the ring, Mm -hmm. he, then he's kind of like, okay, that's what led to his death. Right. Essentially. And he's shocked, but, uh, assures them that he has no desire for the ring. Yeah. And I think even Frodo kind of softens the blow and is like, he was a good man and just, that's what the ring does. That's what the ring does. Yeah. It's, it really is. And so, uh, Frodo tells 
Faramir that they are attempting to get into Mordor to destroy it. In the crack of doom. Though I don't actually... I feel like the whole time... Did they ever really tell him it's a ring? Or did they just simply say, we have um, Isildur's bane? I think that's And it. we're trying to destroy it. He doesn't tell him necessarily what it is. Right. So just to kind of protect its... Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like, oh, we found the ring in his pocket. This is the thing. You know, it's just mm-hmm. like they keep kind of referring to it as a sealed or's bane. Yes, that's right. So, but he is surprised that that that's their plan. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because most anybody else. Yeah. Just as the enemy suspects anyone else would use it for their own means, exactly. not get rid of it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, at this point... I think at this point, Faramir's kind of decided that he's going to let them go, mm-hmm. but they don't, this, that's not when they leave. Right, because he, he kind of alludes to it, but he's also like, but if I do, then my life is forfeit. Mm-hmm. Even then he says, you know, it's to my forfeit if I let you go. So uh, he's kind of like still mulling the decision or mm-hmm. like delaying his final say-so yeah. of the decision that he's made. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, I believe Faramir's men at this point have, like, found Gollum. Mm -hmm. And they're intending to kill him. But Frodo's, you know, asked them not to. He's like, please, you know, he's kind of, he's our guide and he's kind of under my, just like Gollum has promised not to harm Frodo. I feel like Frodo has also promised not to harm Gollum. Mm -hmm. So he's like, please... Don't kill him. He's kind of made a promise to help us, you know. Mm-hmm. I know he seems evil, but. He's all we got. <laughs> He's with us. <laughs> so, yeah. of course, Frodo has to go to Gollum and persuade him to follow him. It seems, it seems like he's, like, quote, unquote, tricking him. But at the same time, Gollum should realize pretty quickly that, like, Frodo didn't really trick him necessarily it's like he just said what he had to say to get him away Mm -hmm. to get him to safety so it's like it's to me it's very obvious yeah his he saved your life and and they even tell him so later but yeah whatever Gollum is just so ready to believe he's been betrayed right well because he wants any out yes that he can get so you know of course he's gonna but and you know Faramir's Faramir's men are uh, rougher than Frodo Mm -hmm. thought they would be. Mm -hmm. It's like, hey, you said you weren't going to hurt him. Yeah. Come on. Please stop. But again, this is one of those places because he's in this pool of water trying to get a fish to eat. Mm -hmm. And apparently to even look upon this pool of water is punishable by death. Yes. Okay. Where where is the sign postage for these secret places that you're not allowed to even look upon? That has you know, there's no nothing guarding it, nothing keeping people from arriving there. Right. I would be ticked if yeah. I like showed up somewhere and was like, ooh, this is lovely. And then just got like captured or shot in the I'd be You're not supposed to be here. How would I know that? Yeah. I don't I didn't know. I don't know where I am. I don't live here. <laughs> Put up a fence, people. Right. Where's your privacy fence and do not enter? Private property sign. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Or have it like magically protect. Like, I, I, what do you want from me? 
Get, yeah, get it together. I don't live in this region. It'd be like driving into Iowa and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, you looked at that field. You're not allowed to look at that. Yeah. Death. I don't live here. <laughs> Come on. Everything is punishable by death. <laughs> it's surprised so many so. people are alive. I was going to say, why aren't more people? I mean, there's a lot of people making exceptions for our folks, which right. is great. Yeah. But why are the why are so many needing to be made? Mm. <laughs> exactly. In this case, it's like they can even see that Gollum is kind of like a somewhat evil creature. So yeah, he's a creepy little guy. Right. I get that, but yeah, just the fact that they're like even to look upon it is punishable by death. I'm like, for real, bro. Come on. Come, Come on. on. Yeah. So, uh, Faramir interrogates Gollum at this point. Trying to find out. I don't know what he wants to know from Gollum. I don't actually. know. And it's, it's just not sort of clear. <laughs> yeah. They're even like arguing over the fish. He's like, you're not supposed to take those fish. He's like, uh, he like drops it. He's like, fine, I don't want it. Yeah. Then, but then later he's like, I mean, okay, you can have the fish. It's just like. <laughs> yeah. Make up your mind. Right. But yeah, I'm not sure what he's trying to get out of Gollum either. Other than like to see if he has other information or maybe he thinks. He's trying to find his intentions toward Frodo and Sam. Mm -hmm. At least in the movie, that's what it seems like. But I don't know that he's that invested in the book. Yeah, at this point. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. It's very unclear what his motivations are (laughs) with Gollum. (laughs) But Frodo is like, please don't hurt him. Please don't hurt him. Right. And Faramir finally is kind of like, well... Gollum, we can release Gollum. I don't care. Right. As long as he's, you know, Frodo's servant or whatever. Right. But if I find you in these parts without Sam and Frodo? You did. Done. But because Faramir doesn't trust Gollum. Right. I mean, he's not to be trusted, period. Right. um, Yeah. But that's like... It Faramir's like, all right, see ya. <laughs> and Frodo and Sam uh, continue on their journey, trying right. to get into Mordor. Do we really? Me- does he mention the part again where like he his you know he's forfeit for like letting them go? Because he does make that comment. He does make the comment. I don't. But know that he doesn't he says say it again. again. But in the movie, they make a big point of him to say, you know, like if you let them go, then your life is forfeit. Mm-hmm. And he's like, then my life is forfeit. You know. Yeah. I just love that actor. Yeah. And he- <laughs> so sweet he does yeah. such a good job but he does, he does a great job but yeah i feel like here they don't really mention it again mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like yeah okay and what's really crazy is the actor who plays faramir looks shockingly similar to sean bean oh yeah like, they, the casting insanely similar chef's kiss yeah they're they look <laughs> like the siblings yeah <laughs> so excellent job on that front um, so yeah, he tells them sayonara. Mm-hmm. He warns them to beware of the territory and not drink any waters flowing flowing out of Imlad Morgul, mm-hmm. the Valley of the Living Death. He gives them food. Um, it says staves to support them in their fatigue. I'm yeah. not sure what that is. But uh, he gives them supplies. Right. They Things uh, to help them, you yeah. know, with their weariness. Food. Exactly. Things to, you know, they continue. Get, yeah. With. They get their stuff. They get Gollum back. 
They're blindfolded, obviously, as they're taken out yeah. of the area. Because, again, it's like, kind of like in the first movie, it's like, well, blindfold Gollum, and Gollum's, like, all upset about it. So Frodo's like, just blindfold all of us. It's cool. Right, exactly. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So their journey continues. Yep. And Sam, of course, is still untrusting of Gollum and yep. just hopes for the day that he can be rid of him. Mm-hmm. He's not purposefully nasty to him or anything like that. Yeah. But, you know, he doesn't trust him and doesn't like him. Yeah. And he is aware of Gollum's two sides because mm-hmm. he calls them Slinker and Stinker. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming Slinker is more of the Smeagol side and then Gollum is the Stinker. But yeah. he recognizes that neither one is really all that great. Right. Right. Exactly. Which we don't really get a lot of Smeagol talk in this book, do we? Not really. He's mostly referred to as Gollum. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah. So yeah, he's leading, leading, uh, them. And, uh, Frodo reminds Sam of, uh, Gollum's help so far. So it's sort of like, yeah, we don't trust him, but he has helped us. So. Let's just keep on the positive. Right. Yeah. And I, I don't know if this is the moment in the book where he's sort of like, you know, I can just see that Gollum probably thinks that because Frodo is kind to him, he's mm-hmm. blind to his true intentions. But Sam's like, no, he's like, I know, I know Frodo and I know that although he's kind he also sees more than he's letting on but yeah. i do like in this in this book like sam knows frodo mm-hmm. very well like yeah. even in the previous one that's how he knew to follow him it's like he knows his friend to a t yeah and not only just like knows the way that he thinks but he knows like what a good hobbit he is mm-hmm. and respects him very much yeah and i just think it's it's very sweet it is very sweet and I, I think Frodo and Sam, obviously, film Frodo and Sam are great. But I think what's really nice about their journey in the book is, I think we said this already, but they, there isn't any, like, Frodo doesn't really become corrupted by the ring mm-hmm. in this. There isn't, like... The there's no tension and mistrust. There's, there's no tension, yeah, with him and Sam yeah. specifically. He's never like worried that Sam's gonna take the ring. Mm-hmm. We don't see like Gollum. <laughs> <laughs> they must be playing. We don't see Gollum like trying to get into Frodo's ear, like, ooh, Sam wants the ring for himself. He's gonna take it. Right. We don't see that, which I like. Yeah, because, Frodo's not easily influenced. He's right. Uh, like I said. He's kind, but mm-hmm. he's not unaware of what's yeah. truly going on. Yeah. He's just trying to put his best foot forward in yeah. treating this creature that is seemingly helping mm-hmm. them. Yeah. And, I mean, it. not only is it just him and his personality, his impulse to be kind first, but it's also kind of playing his cards close to the vest. Like, yeah. Gollum's gonna assume that I don't suspect him because I'm right. nice to him, right. but I'm always suspicious. Right. They, yeah, I think, and they think they have multiple conversations, kind of like, yeah, yeah I'm they, so 
We still need to be weary. Yeah, they him, do. You know? Yeah, let's but, keep our eyes peeled. Right. He hasn't he hasn't tried to betray us in a while, but <laughs> Yeah. You know. <laughs> exactly. So he's guiding them to the valley of Minas Morgul and the Tower of the Moon. They keep moving. Then they hear some thunder. They see some troops who is being led by the Lord of the Nazgul. Great. That guy. Oh, God. <laughs> so Frodo begins to get kind of afraid that it's taking them too long to get in there. Yeah. And that it's too late. Well, because they're seeing all these pockets of, mm-hmm. like, guarded areas that are just, like, more and more mm-hmm. yeah, evil minions of Sauron. (laughs) Yeah, and it seems, it starts to become, like, a very almost impossible to accomplish task. Yeah. Which makes sense. I mean, they've been essentially close to Mordor this whole time. Right. And they're just trying to, like, get in. Right. As opposed to it being, like, a long journey over a lot of land. Right. It's there. like, we've reached our destination. We're just trying to find the door in. We're here. Right. <laughs> yeah. And so. there's a lot of evil things at every side. Yeah, exactly. So. We're just being held up left and right. Right. So that's, which I can just imagine that that's wearying. Oh, of course. So, but they're... Onward and upward. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Because this is when Gollum gets them to the stairs. Yes. Which are called Sirith Ungol. Mm-hmm. All of these names, they're, they're so menacing. Menace Morgul. Yeah. It just sounds... Yeah. Yeah. Sirith Ungol. It's like, oh, man. This just sounds evil. Yeah. But, I, yeah, I think they're kind of reluctant. They're like, well, I mean, obviously we can't stay here because of yeah. this. But I also, I'm not sure about going up the them steps either. Yeah. The steps look daunting. But that's kind of the situation that they're in this whole book. Yeah. Is, well, this path that you're laying in front of me seems impossible. Yeah. But... I can't stay here and I can't go back. Right. So. Right. He always, him and Sam both are always like, this is what's got to happen. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. It's like, this is the task that has been laid before us. This is the task that Frodo was put upon Frodo that he, you know, mm-hmm. not necessarily reluctantly took, but you know. Wasn't pumped. Right. <laughs> he was like, yes. Me! He was just sort bearer. of Right. He was just sort of like, okay, obviously I need to be the one to do this because... Yeah. That's not just clear. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. So, ugh. Stairs. Oof. Right. Which I just had another thought of in the last book in the Akatar series, The 10,000 Stairs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds yeah. like serious. What is it? Sirius Ungol. Yeah, it does. It doesn't say how many stairs are on this, but it does. They are like a ton of stairs. Right. Unfortunately, they did not have Nesta's fury to get up there quickly. They didn't. They didn't. And Frodo almost didn't make it. Yeah. So. And we didn't have the scene on the stairs where 
Sam is like going back down the stairs. No. And blah, blah. We didn't have any of this that. This does not so. happen. We do not. Nope. We don't have this splitting of the Sam and Frodo over Lembus bread. That doesn't happen. Nope, we do not. But Frodo does kind of assure Sam that at this point they need to trust Gollum because no matter how selfish Gollum is, there's he's not a friend to the orcs and mm-hmm. therefore, you know, can be considered a reliable guide, you know, yeah. at this point. Exactly. But... Yeah. One night, uh, like, because they're on the stairs for a while. They are. So this is kind of like different levels of the journey, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if Sam awakens, find Gollum, like, caressing Frodo. Which is in his weird. <laughs> yeah. Gross. Yeah. So Sam accuses Gollum of sneaking around in the dark, and Gollum is obviously offended, you know. Mm-hmm. The truth can sting. <laughs> 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 but he says he wasn't sneaking. But of course he was. Of and course. I think at one point he's like kind of, he's like, then what were you doing? And he's like, sneaking. It's like. <laughs> That's a very Gollum thing to yeah. say, though. So, I wasn't sneaking. Well, what were you doing? Sneaking. Yeah. He's just like, you know, we're mimicking back his words to sneaking. It's like, shut up. <laughs> just shut up. <laughs> but of course, Frodo wakes up and kind of settles it and. He tells Gollum, he's like, you're free to go off by yourself if you want. Like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and Gollum just affirms that, he, you know, he's like, no, no, I, I have to finish. I have to finish what I said I would start, you know? Because mm-hmm. is Frodo just kind of like, I think we can get it from here. Yeah. yeah you know, we'll figure yeah. it out. You know, you told us this path, you know. Yeah. You don't have to stay. Yeah. No, no, I want to. Right. Oh, oh do you? Boy, mm. thanks. Mm. Get yeah. out of here. Yeah. <laughs> so they get to the, they reach the end of the stairs. And they're going into this dark cave that smells terrible. And I think Gollum has disappeared at this point, right? As soon as they get into the cave, yeah. that's when he disappears. He, just, he leaves. And, um... Gollum does not tell them, but they are in Shelob's lair. Yeah, he just says, like, this is a path, this is a cave. Yeah, he doesn't say, oh, a giant, evil, like, sentient spider lives here. Right. Exactly. He just leads them in and scurries away. hmm And so the cave is totally dark, and they can only go forward by, like, Hand to the wall. Yes. Kind of yeah. thing. So. And at one point, like, they they hold hands because, yeah. like, it's so dark. Like, if they aren't careful, they can get separated from each exactly. other. So they're just trying to, like, fumble along. Mm-hmm. And they become aware that there is danger afoot. Oh, yeah. It's probably pretty it's palpable pretty... by this point, by the smell. Yeah. And the lack of light yeah yeah exactly and then they hear the hissing and sam reminds frodo of that says phil that's supposed to be file (laughs) of the file from galadriel of the light i know it's like you got these gifts but it was probably so dang long ago you kind of forgot you know exactly it's like that that old chapstick in the back of your purse you're just like oh I do have I that. do have chapstick. <laughs> yeah. 
So he pulls out the vial and it sh- like shines light in the cave and they mm-hmm. just see a bunch of eyeballs. Oh, great. So that's concerning. And obviously this is Shelob. What? Concerning? But why? Why would that be concerning? Just so many eyes. Just so lovely. Just Hundreds sparkling under the light. <laughs> and it is a gigantic spider called Shelob. Yep. Who guards the passages around Mordor. Yep. Yep. Which, not not great. No. Her and Gollum kind of have a understanding, you they know. They do. They do. She, I think she lets him, you know, go about as he pleases and he sends her people food. her way. Yeah. And she kind of has, like, a knowledge of what goes on about. And even Sauron sort of like, hey, she blocks a passage to my, to mm-hmm. my realm. Yep. She, you know, sure she gets an orc or two, but I can spare it. Yeah, stay around. She serves a purpose. Exactly. She's not hurting me any. (laughs) Exactly. So they're like, um, we got to get out of Mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. They are initially caught in the webs, but. Well, and at one point they even like run into a portion and maybe this is before they have the light on, or maybe it's after, I can't remember. But, like, it's almost like hitting a wall. It's not mm-hmm. even, like, hitting a sticky web that they get caught yeah. in. It's just, like, it's just a wall mm-hmm. that they cannot get through. Yeah. And I can't remember if that's the webs. I think that there's webs, but it's also, like, a part of the passage that mm-hmm. they just can't. But it's, like, that's really the way they need to get away from her. Yeah. Because otherwise, yeah, there's, like, more webs everywhere. Exactly. <laughs> just so many. Yeah. But they have they have sting and cut through all the webs. Yes, yeah. they have the light from Galadriel, and they're trying to get out. And then they see the orcs. Mm. Yeah, and so they have to hide their light so it doesn't give away their position to the orcs. So now they have orcs to worry about and the spider to worry right. about and fumbling through this maze of a cave yeah trying to find the the way out exactly even trying to go out the way they came it's like yeah how do you get there now (laughs) yeah exactly so they're uh they're in a bad way yeah yeah and then sheila attacks them yep dang obviously she's very quick very She's got eight legs. Of course she can move quickly. Right. And she's just like between Sam and Frodo. Yeah. Bing bong, bing bong. But they're, you know, they're feisty little yeah. brave hobbits. They yeah. kind of don't have time to think twice, but, you know, they just fight because yeah. it's got to be done. Yeah. They have to. They have no choice. Yep. And while this is going on, Gollum shows back up, of course. Yep. Yeah. Sam's trying to... F- warn Frodo of like a impending attack mm-hmm. and then Gollum comes up behind Sam and grabs his mouth the way that like the his hand is described like clammy, clammy you know yeah. and his like long fingers I was like Ugh! gross and uh so obvious it's uh, obvious obvious now that he betrayed the hobbits by yeah. leading them into Shelob's lair mm-hmm. and him and Sam have a have a bit of a brawl mm-hmm Yep, and Sam, I think Sam has Sting at this point. Or he has his own weapon, because, and I I should have gone back to reread it, but it said something about him, like, coming down on his arm, 
with something and then he, you know, kind of hit him somewhere else with something. I don't think he had the sword yet, Mm -hmm. but he did grab something to defend himself against Gollum or threaten Gollum with because he lands some blows. Mm -hmm. At first I was like, did he chop his arm off? I was like, no, No, I don't think he did. But he, but it does say that he like hit him with something. Yeah. Yeah. So Gollum eventually like scurries away. Right. And in the midst of their struggle, Shelob has stuck Frodo with her little stinger. And wrapped him in webs. Wrapped him in webs. So, like, Sam's having the struggle. We don't know what's happening to Frodo. Mm -hmm. But when we see Frodo next, he's... He's all mummied up. Yeah. And... And he's... He's essentially, like, not moving. Sam thinks he may be dead, but he doesn't really have a whole lot of time to think about it because then Shelob attacks him. Yeah, exactly. So, Sam... I think that's when he gets gets the sword. Yeah. Yeah, because it's, like, on the ground near Mm -hmm. Frodo, because obviously Frodo was fighting her or whatever, Mm -hmm. but... Yeah, he gets the sword, and he then gets the, the light of... Is it... Elendil. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, you know, and both times for both of them, it's like they kind of like recite this incantation almost like in a language they say that they don't, they speak a language they don't know. Yeah. So it's like like the magic of mm-hmm. the vial itself, like sort of, I don't know. Yeah. Inspires them or, yeah. in, in, you know, imbues them or I don't know, whatever. But it, it's, it's cool. <laughs> yeah. It's the elvish magic. Yep. Yeah. So... Sam manages to stab one of Shelob's eyes, mm. and then she's trying to squish him with her belly. Yeah, because he tries to, like, stab her, and she, it's just sort of like, uh, I'm not a, it's like, it's it said, like, she's not like a dragon who has a soft spot. Mm-hmm. You know, she, her only, her only really tender place is her eyeballs. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it kind of failed when he tried to stab her, but then, yeah, she tries to crush him. And impales herself on Sting. Yep. Yeah. So, but she's not, like, dead. No, it takes a lot more than that to kill her. But she is wounded. She's wounded. And wants no more of this. (laughs) Yeah, she's she's over it and flees, basically. Mm -hmm. And so Sam rushes to Frodo, and he, he's like, I don't... He thinks he's dead. He thinks he's dead, and so... I mean, he, he... he checks him for yeah, heartbeat and mm-hmm. warmth and any sign that he's alive yeah. and they just aren't there. Yeah. But he's torn. He's like, you know, I, I feel like I need to stay with my master, but I also need to complete the task, task that he was given. Yeah. And he has like that struggle where he's like, Frodo was the one kind of chosen to carry the ring. Right. But he's dead. Right. So... I, I guess I have, I to, have do this. to take it. Yeah, and it says that he takes it and puts it on. Mm-hmm. Like, it talks about him bowing his head down to put the ring on and how heavy it feels. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, you know, I liked that bit. I yeah. I thought that was cool. It was, yeah. It just, yeah. Those? Is there demolition going on? <laughs> no, they just, whenever he throws the ball for Artie, he launches it. <laughs> like really hard. So <laughs> that's funny. 
It's going to break something sometime. It absolutely is. Yeah, probably. Which, whatever, but, you know, <laughs> dudes, you know? Right. So, Sam has the ring, and he tries to run, but orcs are, like, Well, he, like, coming. he hears voices, yeah. you know? He hears them, like, coming, so... He puts the ring on. Which I thought that was so interesting. Because obviously too. in the movie, he doesn't do that. Right. But he, he put... I was like, Sam puts the ring on? Yeah. Sam so puts he, the ring on. So crazy. And so obviously he is unseen. Mm-hmm. But he can understand their language with the ring on. Yeah. I thought that was cool too. Yeah. It's so... Like... It's weird how these little objects can like give you different abilities. Like the vial makes it they like speak this language that they don't know mm-hmm. and the ring lets him understand mm-hmm. what the orcs are saying yeah it's so funny but since he can understand what they're saying mm-hmm. he hears them talking to one another and so they explain that sheila only eats living flesh fresh meat fresh meat <laughs> so Frodo's not dead. He's only paralyzed by her venom. So Sam's like amazed that Frodo is alive. Right. He's like, I knew I had a doubt of leaving his side. Yeah. But yeah. There's no way he could have known. And there, who yeah. knows how long that takes to wear off. You yeah. Know? And there's nowhere he could have hidden Frodo. No. Like he he was lit. He literally had no other option, right? But to take the ring and put it on, right? And well, and I thought it was, um, kind of lovely too that he was like, I hope that I succeed and able to come back to you. Like basically, he's like, I hope I can come back and find you and like give you a proper burial. Mm-hmm. He doesn't say burial, but like that's yeah, I, he wants to sentiment. find his body again. He could to to do it right, but mm-hmm. right now it was just was not the time. And mm-hmm. I mean, I guess thank God because he would have buried him alive. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and that's the end. Yeah, we find book. out we find out that Frodo is in fact alive and then the orcs are taking, taking him, him to their hideout or whatever. The tower. Yeah, yeah, to the tower and so Sam's like, "He's alive. Okay, I'm following." Yeah. And cliffhanger ending. Yeah. That's where it ends. That's where it ends. Yeah. So, yep. Our boy Frodo is in the tower. Yep. Sam has the ring. That's it. Yep. So. I think he was still wearing it by the when it ended. Yeah, I think so. So he's in the shadow realm or he's, whatever. Yeah. I think it's interesting that it doesn't necessarily, or at least for Sam, it didn't draw anyone's attention. Mm-hmm. Um, where in the films, it's sort of depicted that way. Mm-hmm. Uh like when in a scene that didn't happen in the book, like when they're at that, I can't think of the name of the city that like is attacked or whatever when he's with Faramir uh, and he's like thinking about putting it on, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. whatever. And it yeah. like, 
even that kind of draws an eye or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and it did draw the eye when he was um, on the... On Weathertop? Yeah. Yeah, because the Nazgul were close. And not only that, but even after he ran away from Boromir, he kind mm-hmm. of, like, went up to this, like, kind of throne spot or mm-hmm. whatever. And he had that vision of everything. Yeah. But I don't know that it definitely de- necessarily... I mean, I guess it did draw his attention, but not... It obviously not in a way where he knew who he was and where he was right. necessarily. Right. But maybe that's what called the orcs. It doesn't say. It doesn't but maybe say. that's what, you know, I don't know. But anyway, I'm glad that, yeah, Sam, I mean, I guess we'll find out in the next book. But right now, Sam's just undercover. He's yeah. not yeah. under anyone's eye. He's exactly. just following behind. Exactly. So. so yeah, I thought I was like, what a cliffhanger. <laughs> I know. Such a cliffhanger. Um, so what are our final thoughts here? Uh, why don't you go first? Because I'm pretty sure I agree with all of yours anyway, and I did not type mine up. <laughs> Full disclosure. <laughs> uh, I said a million out of five, obviously. Yes. that's You anticipate it for them all. We've so already said Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, don't even bother yeah, asking for yeah. anything other than a five. So Yeah. Uh, t- tip top. This is cream of the crop fantasy. So, um, I actually really loved this one. Mm-hmm. It's super different in tone from Fellowship of the Ring, yeah. which is it makes sense because you have lost all the comfort and innocence of the Shire. Right, you're totally in the like evils of Mordor. It's right. much more ominous and no more travel and then shelter. Travel yeah. and then shelter. We're yeah. just traveling and hitting the grind, you know. Yeah, it's feet to the grindstone the whole time for both right. groups. Yeah, exactly. So um the first few chapters, it is a lot of Aragorn questioning, floundering, not sure, but um it's really it picks after chapter two really the pace is just like instantly go 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 and i loved everything about the ents the battle of helm's deep is probably one of my favorite battle scenes period Mm -hmm. especially in the movies i mean it's so good in the movies but um in general it's just everything is especially like the scene where like the the sun is coming up and yes. you have Gandalf and then the writers of Rohan and it's just like that epic it gives you that like chills yes, kind of definitely it's so it's so grand and you know i just love that that's like that's going to get me every single time oh yeah oh yeah every time that's going to get me so um obviously Gandalf returns and that's awesome. So it just, it everything it just feels very huge. Yeah. In this one for yeah. sure. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And I, 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 I really like the the splitting of the stories. I know we talked about that at the yeah. beginning, but I, I just really think that that works really well for the the way that this book is written. It does. It so. really does. And. I guess surprisingly so, because you don't see it very often, but mm-hmm. it, it's right. very, very effective here. Super effective. Um, it, and it it leads into, I know, like one particular scene in Return of the King, because the rest of the Fellowship has no idea 
about the fate of Sam, Frodo, and the ring. Right. Just as they had no idea the fate of their other companions either. Exactly. You know, but they yeah. all just have to assume that they, they're all playing. Yeah. They have to. Their ass- part. <laughs> they have to assume that, like, no news is good news. Right. Basically. <laughs> right. So, uh, but there, there is the one scene in Return of the King that capitalizes on the fact that none of them actually know. Right. And they're all going that that moment in particular that I believe you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, It's all on hope and faith that what they have set out to do is is still being done. Exactly. And that the battle isn't lost. Yeah. So it's it's a little bit of mystery in there and I like it. Yeah. So I didn't think about it that way. But yeah, I like that, too. But yeah, I agree. And we kind of like gushed over the things that we liked as we went anyway so <laughs> yeah i know and i think which isn't a bad thing <laughs> no and that that's i mean that's gonna happen and and ones especially that we just have like a a special place for is, oh yeah we're just i mean i'm not there's nothing about this book that i would criticize right right I, my only i i just i wonder how I would have experienced this book series had I not watched the movies first. Mm-hmm. But I'm not mad that I watched the movies first. Because yeah. I think that it's helping keep me on track mm-hmm. with what's going on. Yeah. Because I feel like in um, a lot of high fantasy, there's just so much going on that you can kind of get lost in mm. it sometimes or confused. Yeah. Right. So I feel like this kind of helps ground me a little. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even though it might also, in the same turn, kind of distract me or like oh wait that's different than the movie so Mm -hmm. then I'm trying to make separate like file folders in my brain that yeah this happened in the book this happened in the movie (laughs) yeah I agree and I'm much more familiar with the movies but I'm really enjoying the books and I like that I like the things that are different in the book I think that they're done a little better Mm -hmm. other than Arwen yeah. I love her inclusion. I agree. Um, I don't even, I, I don't know if she has any more story in the third book because in the movie she kind of has a big part. Her fate is tied mm-hmm. to the ring. But yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't I know don't if that's so. the same in the, which is just so interesting that they gave her such a big part, which mm-hmm. it seems like her relationship with Aragorn would be a big part of the story, mm-hmm. but it's not. Yeah, and so I, I do like that inclusion in the movies. That's I not agree. in the books, and usually we've talked about this at nauseum. Normally, we don't like something added in, right? But that mm-hmm. add-in feels true. Yeah, and I think it is. I think Aragorn and Arwen's story is told, just not in these books. I think they're appendices gotcha. that talk about like their relationship. I've not read. I'd like to at least find those appendices, you know, and and read those because I think that would be cool. But I am glad that we got their story then, especially if it is still canon and lore. It It just was fit into this. I'm pretty sure it is actual canon. I feel like it was fit in well. Yeah, I think so too. And I enjoy Frodo and Sam's bond even Mm -hmm. more in this book. Yeah, because there is a a point um, when they're toiling out here especially when they get to the stairs in the movies um that point where frodo is just becoming kind of insufferable Mm -hmm. 
And in the book, I mean, he, he freaking runs towards the building in the movie, and you're just yeah. like, you dumb idiot, <laughs> yeah. get down. I know. And you know, him and Sam having their issues, I'm mm-hmm. glad that it's not that in, Agreed. in the book. I like it that they're, like, really there together. They're facing Sheila together. I know in the film they do, too, kind of, but Sam comes up on it afterwards. Right. I was going to say, actually, yeah, I think Frodo... Is already paralyzed. Right. Yeah. So, like, there's no them together in the tunnel at all. Mm-hmm. It's like Frodo, par- you know, fighting alone. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Gollum's taunting him and Shelob's yeah. attacking him. It's like, I. it was nice that... And I kind of wonder why they changed it, other than it was like they wanted more drama. But yeah, I liked the fact that they were in the tunnel together. And like I said, they even like held hands and... You know, it. People, whenever people hold hands, people try and read romance into things or whatever. Yeah. Which I will say that in the movies, they do, they do capture looks between them. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, why are you doing this? Yeah. But they just have this really pure friendship, and mm-hmm. yeah, it's like, I feel I felt like them holding hands in the cave was like symbolic of like their bond. Like they are in this together. Yeah. And are going to face whatever comes together. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, and then Gollum separates them. Right. Instead of emotionally, like in the movie, physically, physically. And, you know, Gollum taking out Sam makes Frodo that much more vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Even though we've seen Frodo be a fairly formidable yeah. fighter, even though that's not something he's grown up doing. doing. You know, but yeah, it's like them separate is not nearly as strong as them together. Yeah, exactly. So I really enjoy their bond in this book. Yeah, I agree. Super, super uh, heartwarming. Yeah. Their care for each other. Yeah, and their understanding of each other. Like I said, right. it's like especially, yeah. um, and I think you have moments of that for Frodo towards Sam, but it's like there's a lot of moments where it's like it's very clear that Sam sees who mm-hmm. Frodo is yeah. as a as a person and right. um and understands his mind and i just think that's that's cool yeah which makes makes it to where it doesn't it ne- isn't necessarily as believable that Frodo would send Sam away and that Sam would actually listen right it, it's our book Sam and book Frodo Book Frodo would never believe that Sam wanted to take the ring. No. And and like you said, that's not even a thought. It's not even, it never even occurs to either of them. Yeah. And. We do see him kind of weakened and tired. Yeah. That's really it. We don't see his it's, mental capacity being. Yeah. It's a physical fatigue. and right. Which is obviously lack of food and right. sleep. Yeah. So it's. And t- there is a weight to it oh, though. As yes. Sam shows. But still. It's, Mostly, yes. Yeah. It's the journey. I think it just translates a showing him becoming increasingly attached to the ring and corrupt by the ring plays better on screen. Right. I think right. than but than that's the latter. But the fact that hobbits are less likely to do so is mm-hmm. precisely why he Frodo was the right choice. It, yes, exactly. So obviously, I mean, obviously. Um, Bilbo got slightly corrupted by it, mm-hmm. or at least attached. attached. But that took sixty so years. Many years. Yeah, Frodo's had it for a few months. Yeah, 
Well, technically, I guess he had it for how many years was it? Was it 13 years? 13 years. And yeah. then, and then, but I mean, still very shy of 60. So very, very shy. And so. he also didn't keep it on his person. Right. No, wait. Okay. So he was 33 when he got it and mm-hmm. he was 50 when they left. Yeah. So yeah. how many years is That's that? That's 17 years. 17 years. Yeah. We 17. can do math. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, and he so that most of that time he didn't keep it on his person right. like Bilbo did. So right. I think that also the distance kind of right. affects it as well. Right. Whereas so. and and Bilbo found or like found it and used it. Yeah, regularly. You know, at least at first, you mm-hmm. know, as part of his journey and to save himself. Yeah. You know. You probably <laughs> so but then yeah, over the years, you know, but yeah, it took that long for him to be slightly corrupted slash mm-hmm. attached to it yeah so right and he Frodo. was still able to let it go right in the end yeah so yeah. even after 60 years yeah he was still it was hard it was hard but he did, but it. He did it yeah and i mean granted you know frodo is getting closer to the source so mm-hmm. maybe that could change in yeah. the third book yeah because there's a specific scene in the movie obviously in the end I, I don't know if that's the same as in the book or not. So I guess yeah, we'll see. I don't remember. I don't remember. Because we're not seeing that same mental Trigi- breakdown. Yeah, so exactly. I, I'm very curious. So yeah. we'll see. We'll see. Um, we have no idea really what our schedule is from here. So who yeah. knows when we're going to do Return of the King. But not a super long time. No. Uh, and I think next, I think we're going to do a We Watched Movies. Yeah. That's... To, <laughs> to let us figure out what our next book is. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to do a We Watched Movies after this. And we have like four in this section, four movies to talk yeah. about. So yeah. Um, yeah, it'll be good. Yeah. This one we obviously talked a little bit about already. But we, you know, yeah. we could repeat a few things. And, yeah. But and we'll I'll, get... More into the yeah. the movie and yeah. everything, so yeah, yay! You didn't, you can't see my thumbs up, but I'm giving two thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, please rate and review us. You know, yes. send along your book recs. Uh, let us know what you know you're reading, what you started your year off reading, what your book goals are for the year. And anything else you may want to just yeah throw our way. We're here. We're here. We're listening. <laughs> um, have you read Lord of the Rings? And what do you think? What is your opinion? How and do you compare the books to yeah. the movies? Yeah. We've, we've talked at length about our love for both. Yep. And we will far. continue to do so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so... And uh, our tunes and artwork, our collaboration of us two mm-hmm. right here, the WRB crew. Of two. Of two. <laughs> two towers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was off the cuff, everyone. Right. <laughs> it just fell into place so perfectly. It, it did. Had to take advantage of that. You must. And until next time. Don't confuse kindness for blindness. Mm. And read books. Okay, goodbye.